Welcome to the Mindful Runner Podcast, a show about running and racing, trail and ultra in South Africa. Along the way, we'll be talking training, gear, nutrition, and mindfulness, all in the context of the South African racing scene. I'm your host, Fred Richardson, founder and head coach at Mindful Runner. Stay tuned as I do my best to give you all the information and none of the waffle. Today we're joined by Justin Olofsson. He's a bike geneticist, a running coach, and just recently he's won the Amak Challenge. Justin, don't you want to tell us a bit about what the Amak Challenge is? Um, how's it, Fred? So the Amak Challenge is basically um, an athlete or a runner needs to complete uh, four of the 100 milers in South Africa um, or successfully complete them. And uh, those 100 milers being the Addo 100 miler, Ultra Trail Drakensberg, uh, Mac Mac Ultra, and then uh, the Carcliffe 100 miler. Okay. And each of those obviously have cutoff times as well. You can't just um, spend yeah, what they do. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's cutoff times. You have to finish it in, in the allocated cutoff time for each race. Um, and each race has a different uh, cutoff time. Okay, cool. So what were your thoughts when you first heard about the challenge? I mean, I know how I felt when I first heard about it. I thought this is insane. We're going to break runners. But you guys have proven that it's, it doesn't have to break you. What were your thoughts? Um, I think, you know, Fred, coming from a sporty background and, and playing competitive sport before, I, I saw this as being firstly looking at it and saying, yes, what a challenge. I wonder how that's going to test your body. And then it was sort of like, okay, I'm, I think I should do it. And then it was, hey, man, let's just go for it. So uh, definitely when you look at it from the start, it looks like a, a daunting challenge. You think, how can you run 400 miles in one year? Um, after doing 100 miles, you're thinking, oh, there's no way. And then, you know, it sort of just grows on you. So how do you fit these? I mean, these are three, four big distances to run. And if you think about it in one picture, it's an enormous task. How do you manage that without getting overwhelmed by it all? Yeah, I think I think it's important just to handle it 100 mile at a time and, and not to look too far ahead. I think if you start and you're thinking about Carcliffe in January already, um, I think you've got to consolidate each individual goal, work towards it, and then move on after that. And I think it's just focus on, on each training session leading up to each 100 miler, tick it off, and then move on to the next one. So I, I don't think you should think too far ahead just focus on each 100 miler as being an, an independent race and taking it on um, for what it for what it is because each 100 miler is different so you need to really focus in on taking it 100 miler for 100 miler really yeah you you touched on on how different they are but when you're getting ready for these is your training different knowing that you've got three of them back-to-back, back, like really close to each other, then it would be, say, if you were just taking on one of them? Yeah, I think if you, if you let's just touch on, I think if you're taking one on a 100-miler on in the year, um, I think you could probably be a little bit braver with your target and uh, possibly your, your training might differ a little bit. But I think if you look at all the 100-milers, because they, they offer something different each race, um, even though the core of your training program. There's certain sessions that will remain the same for ADO, um, for UTD through the whole series. Um, you definitely will focus on refining certain skills for certain 100 mile races. So for instance, like ADO is, you're gonna probably run in some serious heat there. 
Um, so focus on on heat training there. And then, you know, for a race like UTD, I mean, the downhills are, are, are pretty wicked. So, you know, you've got to make sure that the quads are well conditioned and then hopefully getting in some some sessions at altitude to deal with that um, hectic section in Lesotho. And then with MacMac, I mean, MacMac is is up and down. It's the most elevation um, game that you're going to get on, on all the races. Um, so a little bit more switching to sort of like road work um, in, after UTD, a little bit more road work because you're going to be running a lot more Jeep tracks and then lots of hills up and down. And then, uh, yeah, those, those first three, um, as the core in the program stays the same, you definitely have to refine certain skills for each race. Okay. And so you must be eating a hell of a lot with all this training and all this running. Have you found that you, the way you eat and what you're eating has changed over the last year? Uh, it's been an absolute game changer for me, Fred. I think getting your nutrition sorted out is it's the lifestyle change and the commitment to the fact that a MOOC is going to be that lifestyle for you for that year. So a MOOC and lifestyle change and nutrition, that's going to go together. So I think the kind of foods that you that you're eating to promote recovery, um, you know, to reduce the inflammation, and giving you foods that promote the right kind of energy sources in the body. That what's going to fuel you properly the night before if you've got a, a hard steady state session the next day. You know, so getting a good nutritionist on board um, is very important. I mean, Debbie Funderlinder from the Mindful Runner. Um, she really helped out so much with the nutrition. Um, so they say ultra runners do eat a lot. And yes, you're going to eat a lot, but you've got to eat a lot of the right stuff. So um, I think that's the important thing. So nutrition, it's definitely a game changer when it comes to this challenge. Yeah, and I think you mentioned lifestyle. This is, if you're taking on this whole task, your lifestyle has to adapt for at least the time that you're busy preparing and racing and finishing them off. Yeah, without a doubt, it's definitely important. And I think the people around you um, need to understand the target and the task that you have at hand. I mean, your friends need to understand if you say to them, listen, we need to leave the bra early or we are can't attend tonight because I've got a big a session that I need to fit into tomorrow. You know, having your, your family support you and to understand this task, yeah. it's just going to make your training a lot easier and it's going to enable you to hit your targets a lot easier if you've got a good support base around you. So um, there are certain sacrifices to make, um, but yeah, that is a MOOC. That's what the year is about. Yeah, that's for sure. Motivation. How do you stay motivated from one race to the next for all the training sessions that you're putting in? It's a long time to keep your enthusiasm going for both the training and the racing. Yeah, definitely challenging that, that motivation factor. Um, and I think, when you when you decide to do the amok, you need to make sure that that reason that you have for taking on the challenge is very strong. Um, that reason is going to get you up in the mornings most of the time, even if it's if it's raining outside, if it's windy and it's not looking good. You know, you've got that uh, that reason in your heart, and keep it close to your heart because you're going to need that through through the tough training sessions. Um, so I think that's that's very important. And then I think the other motivation factor behind it is. Really invest in your training. And the, the training is actually where all the magic happens. Um, you know, we go to an event and we, we do the event, but all the magic's actually happened in the training. So let the training it, in itself be your motivation um, to get better, to get stronger. Um, so I think, yeah, just invest in your, 
in your training and and that's also a great source of motivation and it's following the process isn't it like day in day out just stick to the process do what you have to do today don't worry too much you've said this already too much about what's coming up ahead yeah definitely it's just ticking the boxes session for session and then moving on to the next one so in between say ultra trail and and mac mac between all these races does your training vary is it different between the different races um certain sessions i think are going to are going to change um and then i think you get into the period where you've got to decide after addo for instance how is your body feeling because addo is hard on the quads so you've got to communicate with your coach and say um sort of how am i feeling do a consolidation week if you have to and then just assess where is your body at and then sort of take your training from there. I think that's the important thing, to communicate to your coach and say, listen, my quads are still feeling it a little bit. Then maybe back off a certain session for a while and then sort of pick it up a little bit later on. Because I think, you know, if you're carrying a little bit of a niggle here or there, and I mean, it's ultra running, these things are going to happen. Um, the recovery and your rehab uh, it will become part of your, your training schedule as well. So I think, yeah, it, it does change depending on how you've responded after each race. But I feel that the stronger you get, the better your recovery becomes, the faster you can start training after each event. Um, And that's the beautiful thing, that after each 100-miler, you tend to get stronger. So you can go into a training phase a lot faster leading up to the next one. Um, So it's just that attention to detail, listen to your body, and then have very open communication lines with your coach. And then, um, yeah, like I said earlier, refining certain skills for certain races um, but the the core of the program, you should be still be able to get around to pretty much most of that, even in the time that's so short between the hundred milers. You used your 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 biokinetic knowledge quite a lot in those in between phases. Immediately after a race, you were able to identify exactly where your problems were, and you could go off to a physio or you could work your strength slightly differently. Um, surely that's something that people have to start getting tuned into how their own bodies are working. I think body awareness is, is very important. And the more you run, the more you get to to learn a little bit more about your body and how the biomechanics work. Um, you can feel then in a session, you know, sort of like, hang on, my stride's not feeling quite right, or I'm not feeling my glutes working properly. Um, so attention to how the body is feeling is extremely important. And then, uh, yeah, obviously, I think you're, you've got such a holistic team of, of professionals and individuals out there. So if you have access to them, I mean, definitely look at, at making use of them. I mean, if you if you need to go for a sports rubdown or you need to do alignment stuff, there are people out there that can help you. So I definitely think in the modern, if we can say in the modern game of ultra running, I think, or any form of running, really, I think those are sort of aspects that, that people need to look into a little bit more. And then uh, yeah, on your program as well, you know, focus on your strength sessions. It's not all just about running. The reason why the strength sessions are there is to make you stronger and to make you running specifically strong for running and condition yourself to be a runner. Yeah, it definitely helps having that team around you of people who understand you and your needs and and what you're trying for. makes a heck of a difference, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And that builds your confidence as well because you know that you've got that team behind you after each event. You can you can lean on them and that makes that's also another game changer. So now you've got you've got May or the end of May when Mac Mac ends, and you've got Carcliffe starting in September. What happens in between? I mean, do you go to sleep, do you change your training? 
how do you deal with that big gap? It's a it's an interesting place to be because you think after MacMac, yes, I'm going to have some rest. You know, I'm going to go out. I'm going to have a couple of beers with my mates. And you after MacMac, you sort of get to the reality of, okay, hang on now. I've got one more 100 mile to go. I can't slip up here. And that's where that consolidation week comes in and becomes very important, where you need to speak to your coach and say, right, let's evaluate the first 300 milers. Where am I now as an athlete? And where am I going as an athlete leading into Carcliffe? Because to take your foot off the gas would be would be a silly thing to do. I think you want to go into a race like Carcliffe and end with your with your head up high. I mean, you want to you want to end on a good note. I mean, what a better way to end the book is you know going to Carcliffe and and go there as a well prepared and conditioned um, individual. So, I think for for myself, what we worked on was you know like Carcliffe demands a little bit more um, sort of like road work um, and and a bit more speed work. It's a slightly faster hundred miler. Um, still keeping your trail skills tuned in. I mean, your longer runs done on, on trail on the weekends, but you're putting in a lot more work on the road and um, and sort of doing a lot more speed work and stuff like that. So it's a completely different um, type of training that you do. Um, and it's it's actually fun because it, it, I think Carcliffe also teaches you to be a better runner and to focus on your actual, just your running skills, you know, like uh, I felt that was something I needed to work on. And uh, yeah, I actually enjoyed the training leading into Carcliffe. It was actually a, a lot of fun. Yeah, that's certainly, I mean, one of the things that I know about the four events, because they are so varied, you do need completely different skills across them. And it's, it's also one of the fun aspects, as you say, totally different environments, different scenarios that you have to play out because of the nature of the course. So Okay, you're you're a coach. What's the most difficult aspect you think of coaching runners through the whole and muck process? Yeah, I think when you take on a runner, I think there's there's a there's a couple of things you need to to have a look at. I think you know, like running experience would definitely be one of the factors um, because you can sort of get an idea of of you know what they've handled previously. Um, I think keeping people away from injury is is a very important factor with with running the the MOOC. I mean, you want to get them over the line. Um, that's the important thing because you want that title at the end of the day. Um, and then you know, sort of getting a good balance in the program between understanding that an individual needs to balance work, they need to balance family life, um, and then the training program needs to actually be. Uh, fun for them and not add more stress to their lives. And I think if you can find a good balance between the two of those, between or I'd say between those three aspects, I think you'll have a happy runner and you'll have somebody who can put in the time and put in the effort and the work. Um, and by doing that, I think you'll keep them motivated because they know that they're not missing sessions and uh, things have got a fluidity to it, um, which is important in a training program. What would you do differently now? In hindsight, now you've seen, you've been through the process. What would you do differently with your own programming? You know, the, the difficult thing is, you know, we, we have to try and have a look at at programs because each individual is obviously different. Um, I know, you know, my sort of work is I do a lot of, of bending down and, you know, it's a lot of physical work as well. So, you know, like making sure that you're paying attention to a little bit more foam rolling and myofascial release, um, paying attention to where your spine is at and what your hips are doing. Because even people that are sitting during the day, I mean, uh, you know, they need to do some spinal work. And that's why I say you've got to get to the strength sessions in your program because that is so important. It's it's something that cannot be 
they're undervalued in a running program. It's it's really extremely important. And then, you know, changing things in the program, I think mindset change might improve a little bit more in the sense that you think back to steady state sessions that you've run before or those hill repeats, and you look back at it and you think, I walked for a bit there, but you know what? I actually should have run because maybe I would have run my cock lift time a bit faster or, or something like that. You know, we look at it in hindsight, but when you actually look at those sessions, you think the question starts to pop up. Could I have done it better? Can I run a little bit faster? Can I push myself a little bit harder? And that's the beautiful thing about training for their book. You, it keeps throwing these questions at you. And when you're finished with it, it's sort of like, yes, you know, I've achieved this but I feel that I can still get better. And that's really special. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's a wonderful thing to be able to, to know that you've not tapped yourself up completely and, and to continue to look for betterness, yeah, for want of a better word. Um, so what do you think is the most important quality? Pick one, I'm going to put you on the spot. Pick one quality that an athlete needs to get through this. Fred, you need to have grit. I love that word um, because I think you're going to be challenge during the amok and you need the grit to get through it um and and you've got a fantastic podcast out on grit uh which i still listen to you know like um before carcliff i i listen to the podcast again and then uh yeah i think flexibility also can can get thrown into the mix there um i just had to put that in because things are not always going to go according to plan you can't have a a clean sweep there of 400 milers that go 100% according to plan. So, you know, have the flexibility to adjust your goal setting and, and yeah. So do you think like anybody, any athlete could do this or do you need to possess special qualities to be able to compete in something like the Amok? Um, yeah, I think anybody can do this um, if you're prepared to put the hard work in. Because the thing is, you, if you want to complete the MOOC, I think you want to do it successfully. Um, you don't sort of want to have to death march your 400 miles just to get over the line. So, yes, anybody can do it, but you've got to be prepared to do put in the work to get the best experience out of the 100 miles. And I think that's only fair because, you know, each 100 miles is so special. And if you're going to put the training into it, you are going to get the best experience out of it. And then obviously, you know, certain athletes will have, you know, a stronger, a stronger genetic makeup than others. But, you know, there's certain aspects that, that or, quali- or traits that a trail runner needs or an ultra runner needs. Um, aside from, from the, the physical makeup of somebody and, and their genes, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's got to do with being able to put in the hard work. And then, yes, anybody can do it if you're prepared to do that. Okay. So final words then. Coach's advice to anybody looking to take on a muck in 2022, what would you tell them? Yeah, so I think I've, I've always looked at it from five aspects. Um, you've got to have a very strong reason for doing it, as I mentioned earlier, um, because that reason is going to get you over the line when you when times are going tough. Um, and we all go through through ups and downs on, on 100 milers. And if you keep that that reason for wanting to do the book close to your heart, you'll you'll be able to get over the line. And then get a coach in a structured program. And I'm not saying that because I'm also part in a in a coaching team now. It's just because it gives you structure. You know what you have to do. Some of our lives are rushed, rushed enough. You don't have to want to have to plan your own training for the weekend. Get a structured program. Get a team that's supporting you. 
And then have a good support base and, and make sure that your family and friends understand the task that you're taking on. That's going to make it so much easier for them to say, no problem. We understand you've got to go to bed earlier. You've got a, a long session tomorrow. And then you go into that session positive, and that's going to help you to achieve your, your goals for the session and then the goal for the muck um, overall. And then sort out your nutrition. It's a lifestyle change. Make sure that you're eating correctly and that you're fueling yourself properly. Because in my opinion, I think that for me throughout the entire MOOC, that was definitely a game changer for me. And then have grit, build grit, and be brave with your targets. Good advice. Okay, Justin, thanks for sharing this with us. Uh, 100% Fred, thanks for having me. Are you taking it on again next year? Um, I'm taking on a hundred miler again, definitely. But uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take a back seat on the muck for next year. Um, I think uh, I can let somebody else go out there and try and run the times that I and uh, try and better the times that I've run. Um, and I think that's going to create an awesome challenge. Um, and hopefully, the muck can grow later on. Um, it's such an incredible sport that we that we're participating in. And um, I think the ultra trail community, there's so many good athletes out there. And I think the, the South African ultra scene is getting stronger and stronger. And you never know what you can learn from these people um, that you're racing against, these fellow athletes. And um, yeah, it's just a great environment to be around. So yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure to be part of it. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to know more about Mindful Runner, check us out at mindfulrunner.co.za on Instagram. You can find us at Mindful Runner. In the meantime, enjoy your running, happy trails, and don't forget to subscribe.